Hey, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. Welcome to the 250th episode of the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Big 250. Yep. We hyped it up last week. Now we're here at 250. We got nothing special at well, all. Well, that's not true. That's not true. There's nothing. I, yeah. I, well, <laughs> no, hold on. Hold on. I just got back. I just treated myself to a new phone. Oh, okay. What? Yeah, I didn't ask you about this at all. Yeah, how, how does it feel? How does it look? Does it feel it the same? It feels good. Because you used to have uh, the iPhone 10, right? The, the X, as most people called it. Yes. And, and um, Carolyn had the 11, and she was and she was shit. Wait, was it the 11 or was well, it no. the, 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 the XS? I had the XS. She had the XS, right? Okay, and so she was like making fun of you because her phone is better than yours. Well, no, my phone is better than hers. Uh, she and I actually both got new phones. Uh, her new phone is the 11, and mine is the 11 Pro. Um, uh, I think my favorite thing about it, besides, the, I mean, it's basically. Uh, the three cameras, which I haven't tested out yet. I literally am in the process of transferring all my data over right now. So I just transferred all of the like basic data over to my new phone. And right now what my new phone has to do is go through and re-download all of the apps. So I'm just looking at my phone right now. It's just downloading all the apps. I'm really excited about uh, iOS 13's dark mode, as stupid as that sounds. No, it makes sense. Everyth- yeah, everything about my life is in dark mode. Uh and yeah I, and so i got an ipad and i and i installed the the ios 13 like I, I i signed up for the beta so i've been using dark mode it's great yeah uh so i am uh i'm just waiting uh it feels good the three cameras look weird on the back it kind of looks like a splinter cell sam fisher headset um i'm really used to the old uh thing but I'll be trading this guy in, my old phone. Um, it's in really good condition, I think. Uh, I have had a case on it since day one. I've only really dropped it seriously once and it hit the edge of the case, and that was about two weeks ago. And there's like a little nick on the case. Uh, I also have a screen protector. There's no nicks on the screen protector at all. And so I'm expecting, hopefully, $500 back. Nice. And then this new phone will, will quote unquote only be 500 as opposed to you know a thousand plus yeah um i, I got the apple card uh really? just so i could yeah i mean it's a free line of credit um there is uh it's a soft pull um and uh there's no uh there's no annual fee right okay so yeah it's 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 essentially free right you get you get it's essentially you, free you get another account which makes yeah. which is useful. I actually just did the same they thing. They made with it American super Express. easy. Did they? Or did you? What card you get? I got the uh what is it called? The cash magnet, I think is what it's called. Mm-hmm. So another just free card. But I've been using like the blue everyday, like super basic version for the last like ten years. I figured I might as well at least upgrade just uh to I think was one of the best free cards that I can get from them. That is not like a an airline perk card or anything i just wasn't ready to make a decision on that yeah yeah um and also like you know we talk about subscriptions uh we have monthly subscriptions and annual subscriptions 
And yeah. one of the subscriptions that's coming up is my Chase Sapphire Reserve card. And that's $450 a year. And that's going to hit November 1. So uh, I think I've been a little too bullish on paying for subscriptions recently. Um, you know, thankfully with a new phone, I'll get uh, Apple TV for free for oh, a really? year. Oh, a whole year. Oh, a that's, whole year. That is awesome. Yeah. Are you going to use uh, it? <laughs> oh, definitely. So. There's a couple of shows on Apple Plus or Apple TV Plus I literally that I'm super interested in. I have no idea what types of channels and things come with Apple TV, to be honest. I've never looked into them. I'm looking. So it, it comes with the with TV Plus. So what is TV Plus? Can TV you tell me Plus. a little bit about I, this? I think TV Plus is just the content that they're going to have. Uh, the big... Uh, there's this big show that's like their flagship show. I forget what it's called, but it's about like the morning show. And I think it's supposed to yes, talk about show. Matt Lauer. Um, uh, okay. And it's like Steve Carell plays a pseudo Matt Lauer. Uh, Jennifer Aniston is the, uh, like the co-anchor. Yeah. Uh, and Reese Witherspoon is there as well. Uh, Reese Witherspoon. I read this big uh, write-up on Jennifer Aniston in the Times recently and Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon have been friends since Friends, uh, the show, when Reese Witherspoon played Jennifer Aniston's sister on an episode. Wow. Uh, they've been looking to do a project for a long time, but they said it was really hard to find two fully fleshed out female lead characters. Uh, and then they were originally going to do a morning show uh, of a different variety, but then the Matt Lauer news hit and they had to rewrite the show from scratch. So. Wow. That is their flagship show. They have another couple of shows. There's one with Jason Momoa where it's like a more fantasy related show where, you know, hundreds of years into the future, there's an apocalypse or post apocalypse and everyone is born without sight. Uh, except there's these two babies that somehow they find out can see. And then, like, different tribes want to kill those babies because the idea is, like, oh, you know, humans who had vision destroyed the world, so we got to live without vision. I don't know how the logic works on that, um, but it looks really cool. It's like the uh, – it looks like the world is pretty fleshed out. There's another show uh, that's like a Peanuts uh, cartoon. Snoopy in space. Um, yeah, Snoopy. Uh, that looks really interesting. Um and another show about landing on the moon except it's an alternate history where the soviets land on the moon first um so it's like an alternate history it might be like man in the high tower-esque you know um stopped watching that show a long time ago uh but uh, i think that's all i really know about apple tv but i think there's also a nature documentary about uh about elephants or something yeah um i just scrolled through the um the little thing um when i open up their website so there's is there there's no live tv with this uh i don't think so okay just curious i'm also yeah i'm also not interested in live tv right now uh you get sports with live tv man yeah but you know what i'm finding out right now that i can stream thursday night monday night (laughs) on my phone oh oh wait through the app through the app through the fantasy football app if you get off Wi-Fi uh-huh. and you use data, you can stream the game. Hmm. I wonder if that's yeah. like an AT&T specific thing maybe or... I'm not sure. Open up the, uh, the the fantasy app on Monday night and see if you can stream it. Okay. It's like built into the app. Yeah, so you I'll can like... You can also minimize it so it's like picture in picture so you can look at your lineup while watching the game. That's really weird that you have to get off the Wi-Fi. So that makes me wonder what... Like is it through your... Anyway. Oh, uh, you know what? Possibly. 
Um, oh. So, yeah, I got a new phone. Uh, yeah, what else? That's cool. Um, so, can I ask you a question really quickly to go back to the credit card? So, I want to st- want to stick on the, the topic of subscription services since you kind of brought that up at the beginning. And yeah, definitely. I wanted to ask about your your $450 annual fee for your Chase Sapphire. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you get $450 worth or more than your – do you feel like you get your money's worth and some with it? And do you have to go out of your way to do that? So, yes, I do feel like I get the value of it. No, I don't feel like I have to go out of my way to. So, let me tell you why I got this card. Chase Sapphire Reserve is a $450 annual credit, uh, annual fee credit card. Um, But the reason why uh, the Chase Sapphire Reserve is good for my lifestyle is it's a travel slash dining credit card. Um, I get 3x points on travel and dining worldwide. Uh, I get a dollar, a point per dollar spent on all other purchases. Uh, and so I'm, I'm pretty smart about how I use this card. I, I basically use this card only for travel and dining. Um, any other card I try and maximize in a separate way. So uh, I'm going to come back to the Chase Sapphire Reserve card uh, in, in, in just a second. But, you know, I have a Freedom Unlimited card, right? The Freedom Unlimited card is 1.5% cash back on everything. So when I go grocery shopping, I use the Freedom Unlimited card. Um I use uh, for subscription-based things like my Sketch program, Adobe, Netflix, and all this. I, I those I just kind of spread out onto my lesser-used cards, just so it looks like there's activity on the card. You know, um, I have I have a little bit of a balance on all of my cards at all times. Some of the balances are like nine ninety nine a month. You know, nothing crazy. Yeah, uh, I never carry over a balance. Obviously, um, what else can I tell you? Um, if I like book, if I want to book a flight on a specific airline like Delta, I will use the Delta card that I have. That's a, I think a ninety-five dollar a year card. Um, but back to the Chase Sapphire Reserve, uh, because it's a three X on travel and dining, and because I eat out a lot or I order food a lot, that's three X points. Um, I also mm-hmm. tend to stick within the Chase family. I have four Chase cards. Really? Uh, I think th- I have three now. Actually, I used to have. Yeah, I only have three. I'm sorry. I have the Chase Sapphire Reserve, the okay. Freedom, and the Freedom Unlimited. Um, I actually think I have a Hilton card, too. Uh, no, the Hilton, I think, is a Amex card. Oh, you know what? I do have four because the Amazon card is a is a Chase card. Um, Amazon card gives me 5% cash back on all Amazon purchases, so there's no reason for me to ever use any other card. Uh, I'm also supposed to be using the Amazon card when I shop at Whole Foods because that's also 5% cash back. Uh, now, based on the Sapphire Reserve specifically, I'll transition back to that, uh, $450 seems like a lot, and it is. And they, they charge you that the first uh, month they give it to you, right? Yeah. And, you know, there's a $50,000 sign-up bonus, which is pretty standard, uh, after you spend $4,000 on purchases in the first three months of your account opening. Now, depending on where you live, this is a little bit easier um, than others, you know? Uh, It's like location and lifestyle. Uh, For me, it's not an issue because I'm spending at least $1,000 a month uh, on stuff. Uh, I mean, let's just be honest. It's it's north of $1,000. Just life. Yeah. Yeah. So the uh, a couple of things that are immediate benefits 
um, you get a $300 annual travel credit. Um, and you basically, it's like you automatically receive up to like $300 in statement credits. Uh, it's kind of a reimbursement of sorts for travel purchases uh, that you charge to your card uh, every year. And so I get it, I think, in January or February uh, when it renews. But any travel spending that you do gets automatically credited back to your account up to $300. Okay. So 450 minus 350 is 150 Right. Right? So that's immediately right there. Do you have global entry? Yeah. Okay. So um, what I did was way back when with the Sapphire Preferred, uh, preferred was like the the old card but leading up into this card um, this is like the fully fleshed out version of the preferred card preferred card is like this but uh, no annual travel credit it's only it's a I think $195 a year um, and like 3x on travel and dining and stuff like that so it's like you know if you didn't want to lean in fully to the sapphire reserve uh, so we just talked about the travel credit um, the uh, What's it called? TSA PreCheck slash Global Entry. They cut. They give you that for free. So the ninety-five dollar uh, application fee is automatically credited to your account. Nice. Now, because you do it every five years, and I think mine is coming up at some point. That's also another credit. So three hundred yeah. plus ninety-five is a you know depending on the year, it's an easy one hundred and fifty, right? Or it's an easy four hundred. Um, I also know that I spend a lot of money through my credit cards, uh, and I would like to have a central bank of points, uh, not because, uh, all of the chase cards generate ultimate rewards points. Um, it's nice to have one major pool of, of points. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the other standard things are like no foreign transaction fees. Most of my cars have no foreign transaction fees. That nice. seems like a basic thing at this point. Um, the ultimate, uh, I mean, sorry, uh, using Chase Ultimate Rewards, you get, I just feel like, way more um, way more bang for your buck, we'll say. Um, what else can I tell you? There's complimentary airport lounge access. Uh, oh, that's also really oh, so nice. Get, so you get priority pass, right? You get free priority you- pass. Do you use the lounges very much? I do now. Okay. Yeah, it's like infinitely better abroad. It's so so yeah, I'm looking forward is. to. Yeah, I'm looking forward to using the lounges a lot when Carol and I fly to Berlin, London, Paris. Um, I'm looking forward to using the lounges there because I think there's also more access to lounges. I think domestically, yeah, they are starting to curtail access to lounges based on. Uh, airline and status so they want you to get i think because they want to keep uh, as much of the money in-house as possible Hmm. so instead of a non-airline tied card they want you to get the american express like i don't know american airlines exactly exactly but not only just the delta they want you to get like the platinum delta they want you to get these you know platinum uh, i'm sorry the delta plus or whatever it is yeah um what else can i tell you uh, I really like the uh, customer service that Chase has always given me. Um, I feel like they're a cut above uh, other cards that I call. Uh, it just seems like they speak conversational language um, and they're on your side. Uh, I have never had an issue with the Sapphire Reserve where they're like, 
they're holding my feet to the fire. If there is a, a weird charge on the card, uh, they're on my side. They'll be like, we'll take this off and then we'll, we'll deal with this. Um, as opposed to other people being like, well, we're going to look into you and then we're going to let you know if we do anything. Um, it just doesn't feel like other cards have my back as much. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, so we also had a conversation too about, uh, like monthly subscriptions in general. And I think it's really interesting the way this, the world seems to be transitioning heavily to subscription services for everything. And it, and it makes sense for companies because, you know, it's a nice, easy way to get people just to stay to keep, to continue paying you. I feel like that's what MoviePass was hoping to do, but what happened was people were using the, the service like way too much and eventually led to their death. I think just a week ago, I think on the fourteenth, they uh, they shut the doors for good. But um, like now, their subscription service is not just for not just for say content like Spotify or Netflix or Apple TV, but there's even physical like physical goods that you can get as part of the subscription service. So I, I think you probably know where I'm going with this, but like the Neuraloop, the Neuraloop headphones that you just signed up for, mm-hmm. you signed up for the su- subscription version of it. I didn't know there was a subscription version. Oh, okay. Of it. Okay. So um, I know that there's the, the Neurophone, which was their over the ear slash in ear headphones, which apparently mm-hmm. are amazing. So for those that are unfamiliar with these headphones, they're basically have like the over the ear style to them. You know, it, it, it's got those the the large cuff the, the large like earmuffs that cover your entire ears. However, on the interior of that muff, there is an an um, an earbud that goes into your ear, and supposedly the bass is really awesome because you get that like enclosed setting with like uh, the active noise cancellation, and it gives great bass through there. But then the rest of like all the other sounds through the in ear portion of it. Um, hit you so supposedly these are some of the best headphones that people have ever used and you could get them on a good battery too oh really i I didn't realize the bat well i knew the i knew the battery on the neuro loop was great i didn't but uh oh yeah sorry yeah but you can get it on on a subscription service so i think it's something like seven dollars a month i think and you just continually pay that and every two years you can like upgrade the device so Say you get the Neurophone, right? If you were one of the early early users like a year or two ago, you get the mm-hmm. Neurophone, you listen to those for two years, and then, you know, two years runs out, and you say, okay, well, I want to get the Neuroloop now. I don't know if it works the same way as like the two-year model with cell phones, say, back in the day, when you would, you know, sign up for like an AT&T two-year contract, and every two years you get to upgrade your device, and so effectively over the course of two years you're paying off that device. And you can do whatever you want with the device at the end of that two-year period. But if you decide to, say, not upgrade your device, it's not like they decrease your bill. You just continue to pay that price. So you're better off every two years getting taking advantage of that new device because you're literally paying for it. Um, but I just find it really interesting. And it's a really, I guess, a, a creative way of getting people to continually pay for upgrades when maybe they otherwise wouldn't do it like if i if i had a set of like say the those the bose like quiet comfort headphones right i don't think i would have any desire after two years been like okay new new headphones came out i need to upgrade i want to get the new i want the best because maybe the difference between what i bought two years ago and i have today isn't that much and if i'm actually not putting up the the two or three hundred dollars 
So I know the bows are like $400, but I'm not putting up that money directly for it. I'm just putting up $7 a month. I think I would stomach that, that cost a lot easier or just not stomach the cost, but I would be like, yeah, I want my upgrade now because the, the difference might be small between these, the $400 headphones two years ago and the $400 headphones today. But if it's only $7 a month, I'm going to do it. But the issue that I have is that I'm just, I'm paying so many subscription services that it's like, you know, I don't know how much it is. I haven't done the calculation, but you know, every single month I'm probably paying like 80 to a hundred dollars at least probably no, even more now because I'm doing YouTube TV. So I'm paying like over a hundred dollars a month in services that, you know, I guess I'm using pretty frequently. Sometimes, sometimes I'm not it, like I guess I'm wondering, how do you feel about your subscription services? Do you feel like you need to take a look at them and be like, okay, maybe I need to cancel something or I need to get a better better handle on these things? Because when it's only like 10 bucks a month, it's not that much for that one. But when you're paying into like 10 or 15 subscriptions, then it's quite a bit of money every single month. Well, right. I think the idea is uh, to manage how many things uh, you have pre-ordered. For example... Uh, Apple uh, allows you to pay off your phone in two years. I think most people, most carriers are allowing you to do that now. It's like you can either pay for the phone outright. I don't know if a lot of people are like willing to pay for a phone like a thousand dollars out of pocket. You know? Oh, it's brutal. I think that's why more I don't. That's people, why I don't get those phones. I'm getting right. like mid range phones because they're so similar to the high end phones, but they're like half the price. And I do pay for those straight up. And by the way, it's the program is called Neura Now, and it's nine dollars a month for the headphones. But anyway, sorry. Um, so, uh, yeah, so most people are willing to pay maybe $40, $50, $60 uh, a month to, to get these things. Now, I think what's great about it is you get access, right, for, for less out-of-pocket. Um, however, it does add up. Because you start to realize, you know, I'm paying for Netflix, Hulu, uh, Adobe. Like, I can't even list out all the things I'm paying for. And that drip feed is great for them. And if you don't manage it properly, it can be really detrimental for you. Yeah. Also, like, more people are using Affirm, Swerve, uh, things where you can break up basic purchases. Like, if you want to buy a book somewhere for $20, they'll be like, oh, hey, do you want to split this up into four payments of $5? Uh, no interest to you. And that's another way to do it, to, like, really make the thing. Yeah. You're you're very right about that. I uh, I know American Express was doing their, their uh, Planet feature, Plan Planned space it's not not like planned like you know jupiter or something but uh you can you can pay off larger purchases over the course of like three months but there is a slight interest i think it's less than your like you know whatever like 18 percent that it would be if you if you didn't pay off your full statement but it allows you to make that decision up front or or yeah you know before it comes time to pay your bill which is a useful feature but certainly not as useful as something where it would be like oh zero percent hell yeah it gives you more power to do stuff with that money like right now, right? So if I'm not going to be spending, let's say it's a $1,000 phone, I don't if if it's going to be $1,000 over the course of 2 years, even if you wanted to set aside like $1,000, you can just put it into one of those high interest um savings account 
and and make money that way. Like it's better off for you to save to to not spend that thousand dollars up front, right? If you're gonna right. if you're gonna be smart with if you're gonna be like really smart with the money in that aspect. Um. Yeah, and so I'm trying to manage like how many things I want to have access to. Like I just got access to the crossword, the New York Times crossword. Um, no, I think that's a yearly thing. I think I pay like 30 bucks a year to do that. But it's just, again, more money, you know, and how many things do you genuinely need? Um, then you factor in purchases that you make on the normal and then you realize, oh, this is why all this money is leaving. You know? Right, right. So, uh, I wish there was a better way to manage how many subscriptions you have. I know there are services out there that like sort of scan through all the stuff. But then it's a matter of like, all right, well, you know, all of us are already like sharing logins with other people. And if you were to get a dedicated group of five people to share all your services, you know, that's assuming that those five people won't share with other people. Uh, and I think you're the social ties are pretty, uh, pretty tangled at this point, you know, like hypothetically, if you, me and someone else decided that we were going to share Netflix and Netflix only allowed three people to watch simultaneously, then that's also assuming that you and I or Elena and Carolyn aren't simultaneously watching on different devices, watching different things. Yep. Yeah, so it's like, it's like this. A uh, it's a tough thing to balance. Ideally, you're splitting every single one of your subscriptions with multiple people. Uh, you know, for a long time, HBO was like, "Hey, we're fine if four people share it. That just means that people are watching it. Um, they'd rather you watch than not watch." Uh, yeah. I'm sure in the future they're gonna try and uh, address that behavior in some way. Yeah, I, I find uh, HBO's policy kind of interesting about that because they, I mean, everyone knows that that's what's happening. Um, I know that Netflix, I think at some point it was trying to implement some type of feature where they were going to, I don't know exactly what, what, what they were going to do. I don't think they were going to like try to like stop people from doing it in some manner, but I think they were going to track people and maybe be like, hey, we know you're not, you're, you know, if some dude in Orlando is using this, and your main account is in Delaware, then they're going to be like, uh, yeah, they're not part of your family, or at least they're not living in the same household as you, because that's what most of them want, or they say, you got to be under the same roof to, to uh, use this as a family plan. Um, Spotify family, I because I, I have Spotify family that I share with, I think like five people, or a, like a total of five, five of us. And when you sign up, you have to like verify that your home address and I think that they said, well, I don't think, I know that they sent an email the other, like a week or two ago, um, referencing this family plan. And I think they were saying something about how they were going to every now and again, ask you to verify your home address. And I think it's kind of, it's going to be like a, we, we recognize that you're not using this from the location where you say is home. So we just want you to, you know, verify, Hey, where do you really live? I don't think they're going to shut down your service, but they do state that they have the right to shut off your service at any time if they, you know, if they deem necessary. So, um, as a user, I, I'm aware that what I'm doing is not necessarily what they intended me to be able to do because I do share with people that don't necessarily live under my house, my uh, under my roof. But um, I hope that they don't try to take away <laughs> the account access because that would be a little annoying. But I also understand that it's totally within their uh 
their right to do it. And it's, and it's been, it was, it's, it was stated very clearly from the moment that I signed up. So I can't say, oh, you changed the rules or anything like that because that's, that was always their policy. They just didn't enforce it like that. Right. I mean, I'm doing the same thing with a friend for Spotify family. We have not been living, we have not been, nor have we ever lived (laughs) under the same roof. Yeah. Uh, I give my friend, uh, HBO, uh, and then my friend gives me Spotify and audible actually, uh, Mm. The Audible one is nice because that is that's like a, a pro account of some kind. Every every book on Audible is free. That's crazy. Yeah, and it's like unlimited too. That's wild. Um, I didn't even know they so, had that. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know that was an yeah. option. I mean, I I want to go through all of the subscriptions that I have. I mean, one thing is like you know, Xbox Live is great. We push that out three years. Yeah. Um, and you know, I'm earning more and more months with like the stuff that we're doing, right? Right. Uh, what else can I tell you? Uh, I mean, streaming services uh, are an easy one. Products are an easy one, and then like credit cards. So, uh, I don't know. It'd be tough to like call certain certain ones. I think. Um, I think I like the idea of having access. I guess it's also one of those things where like if you use it, great. If you don't, why are you paying for it? Uh, I just don't know quite yet which one of those things is and isn't uh important enough for me to cut like i just also subscribe to theathletic.com uh i don't know if you've heard of that website theathletic.com yep. um i used a i used a, a college email and i got it like 50 percent off yeah um and i paid for the year and it was like 20 bucks or 30 bucks or i don't know how much it was but uh i really like the articles i think the articles are way more in depth than what i'm normally getting on espn like you know that espn article i sent you about the chess players losing weight yeah like that's the kind of stuff i like to read um i don't like just reading about how games went uh i can i can get that anywhere um what's great about the athletic is they have all these beat writers and so you can decide you can choose any team to follow in all the major sports not including or well, also including you know uh premier league bundesliga uh motorsports esports all that stuff and they got people who like cover that and the guy that i cover for the chargers he like talks to the equipment guys and we i wrote I read an article about how the equipment team packs up everything for each game i think that's really cool uh the athletic also has like a, a live q a and i'll send him questions and then he will basically be like yo like you know talk to the training staff today this is what they said yeah and so it's like that in-depth thing that i really like yeah um that's pretty cool but it, yeah but again another subscription uh one that i find useful it's interesting that i use those uh but for strava the one the app that i use to track all of my activity in i am not willing to spend uh for the monthly subscription i think because i don't find that it's worth it i think the base gives me enough of what i need that's a yeah that's definitely very interesting i i don't have nearly as many subscriptions as i i don't have a ton of subscriptions but there are some that i'm like yeah i gotta get rid of that like right now i i'm subscribing to dropbox premium and the only reason i i am is because there's a a project that i was working on um, gosh, it goes back over a year now. So I've been, I've been, a, I've been a member for like over a year. I've, I've, sp- I've sent them like over a hundred dollars and I don't even use it that much. The reason was because I was working on this project and we have these image files that are really large and, uh, shared files and Dropbox count against your, your limit. 
And so I was going beyond my limit and I wasn't able to like sync files, like my dissertation, for example. And even if I transit, even if I transferred everything out, my Dropbox would have been completely useless. Um, I guess I could have like say made a transition to Google drive or whatever, but I was, I've been using Dropbox for years, like probably like 10 years or so since, yeah, since I was an, since I was an undergraduate, actually, I didn't really think about this, but yeah, I've been using Dropbox since I was an undergrad and I don't know. I just, I, I just didn't really want to make that transition. And so I'm sitting here paying Dropbox premium for literally because I can't quite get out of it or because, yeah, I can't, I can't quite get out of it without either leaving them entirely and, and only using it for one specific project. Um, I don't know. I, I think at this point, I mean, considering I've already left the lab, I am still working on this project or at least they're still working on the project. It's not quite finished yet. I could leave the project, but then I obviously have to lose all the full, all the folders and files that I may at some point before we publish need to, um, need to access. Yeah, I get it. I totally get it. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of like any other things that I'm subscribed to, uh, that you want to get rid of. I mean, outside of like internet utilities yeah, yeah i don't really count those you can't count those right yeah so those are almost those are kind of just essentials i think uh the the ones that i think about potentially potentially leaving is actually like amazon i use prime video every now and again and i certainly do make use of that two-day shipping but most of the things that i buy on amazon aren't actually like i don't need them in two days most of these things that I get, I'm like, yeah, if it comes in five days, that's fine. And so if that if that shipping option is still free without without paying it to, for Prime, there's no real significant need for me to have Prime, you know, paying 100 or however much money it is a, a year. I think it's like 150-ish. I don't need to pay that. I don't really use any of the other features or the benefits that I get out of it. I know that there's, there's Prime Video. Every now and again, I watch a show on that. Um, but not that often. I don't use the the Prime Music. I, I think they even have like a Dropbox style thing. I've never touched that before. So I think that's one that I could do without. But it's really that shipping potential, I guess. Like it's, it is nice to have two-day free shipping on those rare occasions that you need something quickly. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm so used to two-day free shipping now that like it's weird for me to not, not use it. It should be like uh, the standard, right? I mean, yeah, even, also, even like Target, Walmart, Best Buy, everyone's try, everyone is doing that like two day sh- two day style shipping for free. If at least assuming the order is large enough, or, right? Or and and Amazon's trying to get one day shipping. Yeah, one day shipping is not. I mean, there are fulfillment centers so many different places that it's. I feel like it's pretty easy to get that one day shipping. Even even two day shipping if you're not if even if you're not a Prime member. There's a there's a fulfillment center like I don't know ten miles from me, so getting things. Like paying for two day sh- or having it say two day shipping, but then arriving the next day is not unusual for me. Um. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I've been thinking about changing the frequency uh, at which I get Amazon stuff to a one day a week thing, the Amazon day or whatever it is, just to cut down on like the boxes that we get. Carolyn uh, is not excited about that idea, mm-hmm. uh, but I would like to 
you know, you hit order throughout the week. And then you like every Friday, you get all your stuff. And personally, I'm kind of okay with that notion. Um, like you said, most of the time, don't need something that that quickly. Uh, is it nice to get it quickly? Absolutely. Right. But uh, certainly not super necessary. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, that was actually the main thing for me. The amount of boxes that we're getting. Lane and I actually just had to get... Oh. There's Gordon. Uh, There's there Gordon. There he is. There he is. Joining the podcast. <laughs> Let me try bouncing him and see if that. I, I, I don't. If, depending on how long this cry session is, I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to remove this, or I might have to remove it. Um, that's nah, okay. I'll try I to mean, go over. Just wanna... We're we're almost done. Let me just maybe get this one this one point in really quickly. We yeah. had to, we had to get a second um, recycle bin because our trash services only comes every other week. They won't. They won't come. Um, we can't get our recycling removed every week unless we change services. And so I got a second trash or second recycle bin because the amount of boxes that we've been getting lately is just, it's too much. Mm-hmm. I right, Like right now, I literally have some boxes in our basement because we were trying to clear some space or clear some, clear out like, you know, clear out some, uh, clear out like boxes that we had in the basement that we were like, you know, just in case it'll make it easier to move later on. Um, Anyway, I'm good. That's all I gotta say. I'm gonna, I'm I mean, gonna let this go. So Gordon, yeah. yeah, I feel like I feel like Gordon's also angry about how many boxes you guys have. He's like, this episode's gone almost forty minutes. What's wrong with you guys? I know. All right, well, let's get out of here. All right, I'm Reza. I'm Sandy. Thanks so much for listening. See you guys next week. <laughs>